0: Welcome to our Forever Young podcast.
1: Where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger.
0: My name is Christiana Eggy,
1: And my name is Sherry Marie Chu. Hi, Christiana. How was your day? Great.
0: Thank you for asking. How are you doing, Sherry?
1: Well, all is well here, you know, just another day of working from home. As you know, I work from home, pandemic or no pandemic.
0: Ah, yes. That must be why you love taking long walks.
1: <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, I like to get up from my desk after sitting for a couple of hours, and I really like to stretch my legs and, and really get some fresh air. And so this is what we I'm going to invite our listeners to do right now. So as we discuss working from home, I'd like everybody to join us on a walk. Let's go. So Christiana, I know you tell me that you don't work from home but you actually do from time to time. Think about all those times when we start trying to record our podcast and your little grandson runs in and wants to play with you.
0: Yes, that is a challenge that a lot of parents that work from home are facing today, especially people who live in smaller spaces. Imagine you are about to have a presentation and then your baby starts crying or decides they want to be with you. All your young children choose that time to start a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That was very nerve wracking. But on the other hand, think of the stress that the children are also going through when we have to shoot them all the time.
1: I know it's true. It's so true. I mean, this is totally typical for so many people working from home. I was once dropping something off at a friend's home while her husband was already finished work but she was still working. The husband was trying to help the son, but all the son wanted was mommy. And she was trying to get like time sensitive work done. And I was just like, I don't know how people with little children are making it through this time.
0: Lots of stress, (laughs)
1: it's tough.
0: And I understand that this is the number one issue for most parents that work from home, especially those from the sandwich generation. If you're single or older and uh, you are empty nesters, it's quite easy. So, but apart from this challenge, Sherry, what are other challenges that you've experienced working from home?
1: (laughs) So, you know, inherently I am a people person. So yes, working from home can be a challenge for me especially for extroverts like me. But I do find ways and I work hard at finding ways to collaborate and communicate with others. There was actually a study done though, of people who work from home. And one of the biggest challenges, it was collaboration. And that was like the number one frustration with people who work from home. Because how do you collaborate with your teammates or your coworkers? And like, Personally, I could not imagine doing my former jobs virtually. I was in process improvement and project management, and it would definitely be tricky trying to collaborate uh, via Zoom all the time.
0: Yeah, but the reality of the matter is that while most people work from home now, most service-based jobs cannot be done virtually, especially if you're caring for the elderly or the sick I cannot see myself working from home. Like you, I'm a people's person. And apart from that, I'm a clown. I love the clown I love with the rest of them. Just to put a smile on someone's face, whether it means dancing really badly. <laughs> so Sherry, how do you deal with collaboration and communication challenges since you've been doing it for so long?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the number one thing I do is schedule. I schedule regular calls and I guess previous to COVID, lunches and coffees with friends and colleagues. It's, you know, it's always good practice to keep in touch with people, especially when you don't see each other regularly, right? So that would be number one. And even through the pandemic, you can do that, whether it's another Zoom meeting, a FaceTime meeting, whatever it is with With a friend or colleague, or even just a phone call, because that's going to give you that collaboration and communication that you will need. And just being available to people is really important, especially if you're a leader. You don't want your staff ever feeling like they're bothering you when they call you, text you, or have a Zoom meeting with you, especially when they need your guidance. And also, as we've learned, you know, there are lots of new apps out there, like Slack and Teams that are really great ways to be able to message people directly and quickly.
0: Yes, yeah, social connection is really important to help us keep our sanity. Yes. <laughs> uh, the thing about Working from home in this age of technology is the video meetings that, you know, still gives you that um, opportunity or that feeling of belonging. Unfortunately, when this whole thing first started, there were a lot of mishaps. <laughs> viral videos of people doing things they should not be doing you know, <laughs> on meetings with you know, their coworkers. The apps, like you mentioned, have also been very good ways to communicate and socialize and uh, both personally and professionally.
1: Now, Christiana, I know another challenge for people that they've been experiencing during COVID and working from home is not being able to unplug. And again, while I know you don't really work from home, I do know that you have challenges with being able to unplug.
0: So true. I knew people who would never take work home, but now work has moved in with them throughout this pandemic. So it is difficult to draw that line in the sand. The nature of my job makes it really difficult to unplug. Apart from the fact that I'm on call 24-7, Alexis Lodge is like family to me. It's my second family. And when you have aged parents, you always want to be attentive and tuned in because things can change very quickly. (laughs) You could be speaking with somebody one minute the next minute you are calling 911 to have them taken to a hospital. So I'm always ready to take that call, be it at 10 p.m. or 3 a.m. Come to think of it, that qualifies me to run for the president
1: (laughs) of America
0: because I'm already taking that 3 a.m. call, right? Yeah,
1: you'd be so used to it already. Yeah, (laughs) and my win
0: too. First Canadian American president.
1: (laughs) That's right, that's right. Well, I know that you've mentioned to me before that you work in your bedroom and sometimes even from bed, and this truly makes it really difficult to unplug. But I'm going to try and give you some strategies on how you can help unplug from work when you are working from home. So the first is make a space in your home to work. I mean, I have the luxury of using a separate room to work. I only work in that room. It's my home office. Unless I have a bigger project where I need more space, I only work there. So it's really easy for me to be able to walk away from there at the end of the day. I mean, if you don't have another room you can use, make it a corner of a room, a space where you only work. Another way to unplug is to create a daily schedule for yourself. So include your work time, your workout time, your de-stress time, family time, and even meal times. This way you can portion out your day and you will naturally create barriers and boundaries around your personal and work life. I know it sounds super simple, but if you try it and you try to stick to it, it should alleviate some of your challenges from unplugging. (laughs) making a schedule
0: yes (laughs) when you you get that call for me okay not for everyone else when you get that call at 3 a.m you're not running to a room to take the call you have to I know
1: but Christiana you are making excuses for yourself No. no 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 no, wait (laughs) let me finish for one second because if you make the schedule and you stick to it you do not get a call at 3 a.m every day correct
0: that and I don't work from home every day either, right? Right.
1: But if you try and make yourself that schedule, it doesn't mean you're gonna to stick to it every day. It, it doesn't mean I don't do it every single day either. But it's important to have that try, like to, tr- to have the schedule to try and stick to it. Okay. Um,
0: no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot have schedules. My schedules often taken away from one call, just one call. So I go into work, I'm all set for the day, I have everything lined up, and then you get a call. Or you just hear, come quick, what do you do? Everything goes out the window. There have been a number of times when I left my children stranded in school, in Aurora or Newmarket, just because I had to send someone to the hospital. When you work with older people, it's very unpredictable, especially people with dementia because there are more change from time to time, right? I'm not saying this happens all the time, but it is so unpredictable to the point that once I'm at Alexis Lodge, the kids know not to depend on me or wait for me because like things can just take a turn, but, It's great to have a schedule, but I can never really keep to a schedule. That is what the pandemic has done when I have these Zoom meetings that I cannot get away from. But sometimes I have to leave too. I have to just make an excuse, you know, because the residents come first. When something happens, that takes priority over everything else, right? So, however, like I said, I'm not always busy. I have an amazing staff. I call them the Alexis Lord Angels. They do so much. I'm not physically required to do anything, but just my presence there, you know, just to help smooth things out. It could be they're they're watching movies all of a sudden, somebody wants to change the channel and an altercation ensues. You know, I have to go and, you know, try to smooth it over for everyone. So it's just like a family.
1: No, I get it.
0: Thanksgiving for a lot of family every day.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Huge Thanksgiving every day. We will talk offline about this because I have some thoughts for you, my dear. But we can talk about other things because... That may not work for you, but I think that it works for a lot of people who work. Yes, it home.
0: does. This is just for me. Like, I mean, scheduling, having a separate room in your home and office, not working from your bedroom, not even, I don't even believe in having televisions in bedrooms, right? Those mm-hmm. are very important. You have to be able to separate your work from your, your bedroom should be your sanctuary. I agree with you. I'm not disputing that but I'm saying that the times that I've had to work from home did not give me time to be in a separate room when I'm getting that call in the middle of the night. No, from I,
1: know, of course.
0: I have to take it. Right. Yeah. But when I am home, just said, I decided to take time off. Of course I do have, we have uh, different rooms. We have offices. My favorite place is the dining room, you know? So that's where I do the podcast from as well. So yes, I I mean, I'm not disputing or disagreeing with you, but I'm talking about me. My schedule is a little bit different. For sure. Mm -hmm. So... Sherry, is there any other thing that um, makes it difficult again, not just generally speaking, like it's so difficult to be motivated when you are working from home for some people, right. Especially when you are the boss, if you're a worker, I mean, you have your schedule that you have to stick to, but if you are the CEO like yourself, what? How do you motivate yourself to keep going?
1: Well, I mean, it's easy to lose motivation when working from home, whether you're an employee or you're self-employed. You know, like there are there's the lack of external inputs. There's a lack of people pushing at you to tell you what to do, or, you know, like not having the people around you can help you lose sight and and really help you lose motivation. So, and then when you add the whole stress of COVID-19 right now, it's no surprise that, you know, remote teams are losing motivation all around. So
0: yeah, (laughs) how has COVID affected you personally?
1: I would say like, it's not easy. Like COVID has been difficult, definitely for the charity in many ways, just from the notion of being a charity. And, you know, my whole job is asking people for things, (laughs) right? Like it is, it is not easy. But what I can say is that when I think about what my overall goal is and what it was to start the charity, that is what's going to keep me motivated, you know? Like when I remember my brother's struggle with the disease, when I think about not wanting anybody else to struggle with the disease, That helps me stay motivated. And then, you know, layer on top of that each year when we're at the beginning of the year again, we have new annual goals for the charity. And then I have to think about how am I going to make all of those things happen? And like, forget it, I'm motivated because I need to get my button geared to make everything happen so that, you know, we don't fall apart.
0: That is so important. And when I say begging, like I'm one person who does not like to ask anyone for anything. But when it's for a good cause, I will beg you for help. (laughs) Honestly, as as long as I'm not asking for myself, I to ask people to help other people in need. It's just something that I enjoy doing it when I can make a difference that way. (sighs) And everyone definitely needs something to keep them motivated. And especially for one such as you, has that passion and that goal just to do something, to make a difference in honor of your brother. That is a huge motivation for you. And for me, my motivation, and I think of with my staff as well, is just trying to make a difference in the lives of our residents every day. You know, seeing how the the changes happen in their lives and their families being so happy. You know, when someone tells you that their loved ones are actually thriving better in a facility than they did at home, it's such a joy and it just keeps us, you know, doing more to help them. So it's a super motivation for me just to make a difference in the lives of our residents. And it's well worth those sleepless nights, the 3 a.m. call. Bring it on. Don't yeah like, oh. of
1: course like the services that you provided alexis lodge are like no other i mean people being able to feel at home when it's not their home and making them feel even more at home than they did in their own homes it's it's amazing right
0: yeah,
1: it so yes But I think another thing that people often struggle with is time management. And this definitely also goes hand in hand with motivation. You can schedule your day and and to help you manage your time and set your boundaries. But if you're not motivated to do anything, then you can easily substitute your afternoon, I don't know, scheduling with an afternoon nap. Or, you know, like, so being motivated and being scheduled are, I think they go very hand in hand. And, you know, I think time management can be overwhelming for people. I know, you know, we're, we're taught how to manage our times when we're young, but it's not an easy thing to keep to. So what do you think, Christiana, Are how, how are you and your time management? You say you don't schedule anything but if you think about it i think you kind of do i mean even if it's very broad and loose mm-hmm. you know there are certain times of days when you of the day when you do things
0: absolutely this
1: is, this yeah. is time management right
0: it is so, time management is so so important you know we all get 24 hours in a day whether you are old or young and you know Yet some people utilize that 24 hours so well. They achieve so much while others waste it. We have 6,400 seconds in a day. And there's <laughs> not enough in the world to buy us even one extra second. So I guess if we understand how important time is and that it cannot be replaced, we definitely have to do something to manage our time more effectively. So. Well, you- I do my time. (laughs) You
1: do, (laughs) and you know what they say, Christiana. Right? If you need something done, you ask a busy person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why? Because they can do it. They can schedule it in. They they find a time. They know how. People go. Oh, you are so busy.
0: You are so busy. But you know what? When I have a friend in need. If I have to travel to Aurora, you know, uh, Mississauga in my day, twice a day, I won't even feel it. I do it and I still do it. And And you
1: find a way to make it work.
0: And that keeps me going. So I love it. I think definitely it's all in our hands what to do with our time. And we should all try to use it wisely because time cannot be replaced.
1: That's right. (music) So another thing that people talk about when they work from home is the whole dress thing. Like, do they dress up for work, even if they're just sitting in front of the computer? What do you think, Christiana?
0: If you, you work are asking, from home,
1: when you work from home. you
0: asking the wrong person <laughs> because most Nigerians love to dress up. I remember when I first moved to Canada, whenever I go to church, my friends would say, are you going to a party? Some of them used to say, oh, their moms can't wait to hear what I wore to church that Sunday. (laughs) 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 I didn't even buy running shoes for my oldest son for the first few months because I did not think he needed running shoes. He had to be very... (laughs) <laughs> if you had seen my family at church when they were growing up they were always dressed to the ninth. so Aww. my apparently some priests we even you know preach about us you know because that is just how we grew up so yes at home I always <laughs> like even now that I do service from uh, virtual services I get dressed up you can see me right now right yes
1: you are all dressed up all dressed up that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is no secret that I don't dress up when I work from home. very <laughs> Canadian. I don't wear pajamas. I don't <laughs> wear pajamas. But I am very casual. Mm-hmm. And if I do have a meeting on Zoom, I will definitely be all business on top and just sweatpants on the bottom. And now you know my secret.
0: Actually, I found out your secret a long time ago (laughs) when we had our LR ceremony. We connected after the ceremony ended and I complimented you on how chic you looked. And you said, look at me, you stood up and I saw you in short. It was so funny. (laughs) But you know that a lot of newscasters actually only dress from the waist up. You know, I think they've actually recently shown some people. It's like, okay, they have their suit on, but they are wearing shorts or something. I I would feel very uncomfortable because um, I'm not that uh, good with technology. I feel like, you know, I might just show up
1: the rest of myself. So, yeah,
0: dress up person for
1: sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. Well, Christiana, we are moving into our third year of COVID, and lots of us are still working from home. The difference for me now is that most of the neighborhood is working from home with me.
0: Yes, it is unfortunate. and I, 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 I think most people would never really go back to work, and although I go out to work, basically, work... Home, work, home is what I do. So my workload has uh, actually dramatically increased with Zoom meetings because we are, we now have to answer to people we didn't answer to directly like you know public health is always calling so is the uh, ministry and this and that just you get a lot of calls you get a lot of service you have to respond to the hospital network we have infection control meetings and all that it's it's actually quite busy and I'm completely zoomed out but you know And the other thing is that every time the COVID situation changes and they they announce those directives, we have to change our policies and procedures. It's it's just, I'm completely Zoom fatigued. Apart from COVID fatigue, I have. Yeah,
1: 100%. (laughs) Well, I do hope that our listeners have gained some insight or at least are happy knowing that they're not the only ones struggling with working from home and COVID fatigue.
0: Yes, absolutely. It has been very insightful and impactful, Sherry. I've learned some things from you, a lot of things that I could actually apply on days that I work from home. <laughs> when I get that GM call, I'm going to run down to the dining room and take it. <laughs> I wish everyone an enjoyable and productive work from home experience. And again, we'll continue to pray that COVID-19 will be behind us. I'm Christiana Eggy,
1: And I'm Sherry Marichu. See you next time on Forever Young.
0: Until then, keep smiling because you're
1: never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggie and Sherry Marichu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast Young podcast at gmail dot com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.